nice show-offs, and uh, that's good, wasn't it? I like it. I like singing that's good and happy, and, and uh, that's good. Open your Bibles again to Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6. We are blessed uh, service uh, after service with good, good special music and good singing, and uh, your singing is good. I enjoy coming to church and just singing, don't you? I like it, and I appreciate Brother Young and uh, the uh, leading the singing, the ladies playing the instruments and the orchestra and all of it. It's a lot of, it's a blessing to be uh, in church. Genesis chapter 6, I want you to look at verse number 3 again. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. Perhaps you'll underline that phrase in your Bible tonight. My spirit shall not always strive with man. Look at verse number 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing in the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. I'm preaching tonight on the subject from that line, when uh, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Heavenly Father, I come to the time of preaching with a bit of fear and uh, a bit of concern in my heart for not just our nation, but maybe even those that would be in this building tonight or watching me online, and Holy Spirit of God, you have been pleading with them about a matter for some time. Maybe it is something simple that a Christian needs to change in their life. Maybe it is a vital matter they need to trust you as Savior. But for some reason, they keep neglecting the sweet, still voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, there's a fear that grips my heart when I read that there comes a time and that you stop striving with man. Help me as I preach. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you'd be real and evident in this place tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This passage of scripture is the source of some conversation and even controversy. But I want to go beyond that tonight regardless of the exact understanding, interpretation of who the people are involved here and what they are. There is evidently a level of gross immorality that has brought about the declaration from God himself where he says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. The work of the Holy Spirit is to strive with us. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit is to strive with me, to prod me, to push me to do that which is right. It is an inner striving. It is an inner working. It is a supernatural working of the Holy Spirit it is an inner voice within me, the Holy Spirit, uh, 
says to me and pushes me toward right. It is the work of the word of God in the heart and soul of a man. It is the voice of right. It is the voice of righteousness within the heart and soul. While it is a still small voice, it can be heard among the noises of the world around us. You can turn music up loud, but you can still hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit when he speaks to your heart. You can be in a place of worldly entertainment, and though it may be loud, you can still hear when the still small voice of the Holy Spirit works within us. While it is the quiet working of the Spirit of God, when he speaks, he cannot be silenced and his voice cannot be drowned out. A preacher friend of mine who is in heaven now told me the story growing up in southwest Virginia. He said, I grew up very simple and somewhat poor. He said, I spent my life hunting, fishing, and working in the coal mines. He said, the weekends were for drinking and listening to country music. He said, I spent most of the weekend either fishing, hunting, but it always included listening to music and to drink alcohol. He said, most of the time, Friday night, Saturday night, and even Sunday night, I would be drunk when I went home to go to sleep. Often Monday morning was a sick morning and a slow morning for work. He said during that time there were preachers that would come on the radio and I would try to turn them off. He said that Holy Spirit of God would speak to my heart and bring conviction and say to me, you need to be born again or you're going to die and go to hell. He said, I would turn them off and I would turn up the, loud, the music loud, but I could still hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, I would drink until the carton of beer was gone and I was even in a drunken stupor and I felt the convicting work of the Holy Spirit in my heart. He would give testimony that the day came that he yielded to the voice of the Holy Spirit and he trusted Christ as his Savior. He gave his life to serve the Lord and was a powerful, soul-winning preacher for all of his ministry. The work of the Holy Spirit is to strive with man to do right. That's what he does. That's who he is. I read these words from Hebrews chapter 3. The Bible says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, that speaks of the children of Israel who angered God with their unbelief in the wilderness. In the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. When the Bible says uh, that my spirit shall not always strive with man, it is interesting to note the time or the dispensation of this event. 
this statement was made in the days of Noah. And the Bible says in Matthew 24 in verse number 37, but as, it, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. If there was ever a decade or a dispensation of time in our nation and even uh, would include Europe and Australia and some other places, uh, that were similar to the days of Noah as far as uh, the imagination of people being wicked. I mean, we have gone beyond natural immorality to that which is unnatural, that a very wicked imagination would have to imagine uh, what they are doing to pervert the minds uh, of a little child who have not yet even come to the understanding of the basic biologies of life and yet working to pervert their minds. We are living in a day that is very similar to the days of the dispensation of Noah and the Spirit of God had been striving with man as Noah was a preacher of righteousness and Noah built an ark of safety from the flood and his righteousness condemned the world. In Noah's day, the working of the Holy Spirit of God stopped. And judgment came. That is a frightening thought to me. It's frightening when God gives up on man. Take your Bibles, go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, my spirit shall not always strive with man. John chapter 16, if you will, go to verse number 7 as we see the working and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in John 16 and verse number 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Notice the sin. If we were to list the sins, probably the sin of believing not in him would not be in our top list, but there's nothing worse a person can do than to not believe in him because that is the one sin that sends a man to hell by not putting his faith and trust in Christ. Verse number 10, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. I believe the Holy Spirit works in man in two ways. First of all, I believe the Holy Spirit works to convict the lost of their sin and need of a Savior. The Lord said to Saul on the Damascus Road, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. I believe that is a reference to the working of the Holy Spirit. I believe as we see the close of the chapter in the book of Acts as Stephen the deacon, I believe in chapter 7 as he is stoned because of his preaching. His preaching brought great conviction because it was filled with the word of God. It was filled with the power of God. And there was such a conviction that there was an anger and the anger turned to hatred and they began to stone Stephen and there they took his life a martyr for the cause of Christ and the Bible said that his clothes was at 
the feet of a young man, Saul. I believe the Holy Spirit of God began to convict him and let him know, if you don't get born again, you're going to die and go to hell. On the Damascus Road, when he got saved, it's obvious that the Holy Spirit had been working in his life. And so I say I believe that the Holy Spirit works in man in two ways. First of all, he works to convict the lost of their sin and need of a Savior. And I want to say to you tonight, if you have never trusted Christ as Savior, and you're watching me or here listening to me tonight, and you've never trusted him, the Holy Spirit says again tonight, you need to be born again. You need to put your faith and trust in Christ. Second of all, I believe that the Holy Spirit works to convict the saved man of sin and wrong so that his life stays in the will of God. I believe from the scripture and many passages of scripture, and we'll not go into the study of that tonight, but I believe that man can so sin against God according to 1 John, that the Holy Spirit would, speak, would cease to work to convince him of his sin and, uh, and, and, and would cease to work in his life uh, to the place that he would come to a total destruction of his life or that God would bring him home early. That's why Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus under the influence of the Holy Spirit, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 19 that we're not to quench the Spirit. So quench would mean to put the fire out. In other words, rather than quenching the Spirit in my life, I am to fan the flames of the fire of the Holy Spirit. I want Him to show me where I'm wrong. I want Him to guide me into the ways of right because the ways of right are the ways of blessedness and they're the ways of happiness and they're the ways of joy. I'm thankful for the working of the Holy Spirit in my life. In fact, the greatest assurance of my salvation is not just the promises of whosoever will, but it is the working of the Holy Spirit when I begin to stray in attitude or action away from that which is right according to the Word of God, that still small voice speaks to my heart. I'm thankful for that conviction. What is the danger of the Holy Spirit stopping to strive with man? What does it matter? Well, the lost man will go to hell without another warning. According to the scripture, there can come a day in the life of a lost person that they cross a line and the Holy Spirit lets them go their way of destruction, never to speak to them, never to convict them of a sin and their need of a Savior again. Thank God for the working of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that tells me the Bible is the Word of God. I publicly confess to you, I do not understand every word and every chapter and every book of this Bible. I do not understand it all. Ah, oh, but by faith I believe it all. And the Holy Spirit of God convinces us and convicts us that the Bible is the Word of God. It is the God-breathed book. It is given to us by the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It is the Word of God. 
I said while preaching a few weeks ago, I said I was reading the Bible this morning and I found three mistakes. But I got on my knees, I confessed all three. And from that point forward, everything was right in my life. I didn't find any mistakes in the book. I found some mistakes in me. I'm glad for the Holy Spirit that warns me to stay away from sin. And not just sin, but the carnality that would lead me to the sin. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit that reminds me to obey the word of God. I'm thankful for that voice of the sweet Holy Spirit that dwells within me that says, Do right, do right, do right. I cannot imagine a life without the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it so frightens me to think. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says, My spirit shall not always strive with man. And the book of Matthew says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And when I read from Thessalonians, I understand that the Holy Spirit is in the way of the wicked. But one day the Holy Spirit be taken out of the way. Imagine a world without the Holy Spirit. There's not enough law enforcement to make folks do right. There's not enough law enforcement to make people do right. That's already being proven in cities and states across our nation. And there are some that have just given up on law and order in their town. And it seems that the Holy Spirit is beginning to be taken away. I don't know about you, but that frightens my soul tonight to think that folks can go on in their wickedness and not even a warning sign, not a word from the Holy Spirit of God. It's interesting to me as I read of Peter in his conversation with the Lord Jesus as the Lord Jesus told Peter to watch and pray and yet Peter still followed him in his pride and he followed him at a distance. He followed him afar off. He was told that he would fail if he did not obey. In Mark chapter 14 and verse number 30, Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And it's interesting as I read that Mark chapter 14, it was the second time that the rooster began to crow. Mark 14, 72. And the second time the cock crew and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereupon, he wept. Dear friend, I believe that the old rooster crowed the first time as a working of the Holy Spirit that said get out of here Peter go back to where you're supposed to be don't stay in this place get away from here go back to where Jesus said for you to be Ah, but he ignored the first crowing of the rooster. I wonder tonight as I preach in this church tonight and as I preach across uh, uh, the airwaves tonight, I wonder how many are hearing the Holy Spirit but ignoring uh, the Holy Spirit. I wonder tonight who the Holy Spirit is working on to warn them of small sins that are creeping into their lives that will soon be big sins you see, sin is never satisfied. Sin, when it's finished, brings one thing. The pathway of sin, the direction of sin is always in the same direction. When sin, it is finished, it bringeth forth death. That's where all of it leads. 
And I wonder tonight who the Holy Spirit is working to warn of sins that are creeping into their lives or carnality that we're working to justify, carnality, a compromise with the world that we say they do it and he does it and she does it and they do it. So it must not be, may I say, we cannot use men as a standard of right and wrong. We must use the scripture as a standard of right and wrong. We must allow the Holy Spirit of God to speak to our hearts and convict us not just of sin but of carnality that would cause us to be in the middle of the will of God. I wonder, have you heard the Holy Spirit warn of the wrong crowd? Has the Holy Spirit warned of an internet behavior relationship? Ah, folks, listen, our world is being so deceived. Children and teens and adults living their life on an internet. Oh, listen, I wish tonight that we could experience what it would be like to be set free from that. And there's some young people tonight that the Holy Spirit through the preaching of this preacher tonight is warning you and saying stay away from that. Stay away from that. I know folks tonight that are weeping, they're hurting, their heart is broken because they didn't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as they warned them of the wrong crowd. Or the wrong music that leads to the wrong crowd. Or the carnal lust and the immodest stress that leads all in the same direction. The warning of a wrong spirit and the warning of a bad attitude. I say tonight, let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you're lost without Christ, trust Him as your Savior. If you're a child of God, listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll never lead you any place except in the middle of the will of God where God can bless your life. I love the story of the prodigal son in the fact that he came home. But may I say tonight, friend, not every prodigal gets to go home. Not every prodigal comes to himself. Not every prodigal gets to come home. And if you tonight are away from God as the prodigal son had wandered into the far country and no doubt the Holy Spirit of God was working in his life, I believe that his father was praying for him. It's interesting that his mother is not mentioned but his father is mentioned and that he had looked for the son and no doubt he prayed for that boy to come home. The Bible said one morning, one day he came to himself. He came to himself. He listened to the Holy Spirit of God. I read through the words again of the old invitation hymnal that says, I've wandered far away from God, now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod, Lord, I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. There's no need to waste a week, let alone a year. I now repent with bitter tears, Lord, I'm coming home. I'm tired of sin and straying, Lord, now I'm coming home. I trust thy love, believe thy word, Lord, I'm coming home. My soul is sick, my heart is sore, my strength renew, my hope restore. My only hope, my only plea that Jesus died and died for me. Lord, I'm coming home, the songwriter said. I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Spirit to know you're welcome in my life. I want a tender heart that can hear the Holy Spirit. 
I want to tend a heart toward God that the Holy Spirit can whisper and I can hear Him. I cannot preach a message without about the Holy Spirit without thinking of uh, Brother Oliver Areza and what happened some 30 years ago as his son was born and he had a heart problem and he had to uh, come home with a heart monitor and they told Brother Areza and his wife, Kim, uh, they said, if the heart monitor beeps, make sure you wake the baby up. And, and, and Brother Areza, he told the doctor, I'm worried because I don't even hear my alarm clock. He said, how loud is, is the alarm? And he played the beep on that heart monitor. Oh, he said, I'm afraid I wouldn't wake up. That would be a terrible thing that my child would die because it didn't wake up. He said, I, I, I'm concerned about that. But he said, friend, I'll tell you something. When we took that baby home, and he said, didn't matter how sound I slept when I heard the first little beep of that heart monitor. He said, I was out of the bed and on my feet taking care of my baby. That's how I want to be to the sweet voice. Are you listening to me tonight? Fairly early in my ministry, a man came to see me. It was a frightening visit. This was 35 years ago, 36 years ago, early in my ministry, maybe the first year, maybe the fall of 1986. I was a young man. And a fellow came to see me. His, his hands were, were hard and calloused. He had become a mason, a, a, a block layer. And he came to see me because his family was attending our church. And he told me the story. He said, when I was a young man, the Holy Spirit of God spoke to my heart about being a Christian. And he said, week after week, in fact, month after month into years, I kept saying no to the Holy Spirit. It got easier and easier and easier. As I learned the process of the preaching and even the invitation, he said, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about being saved, and I rejected him time and time again. He said, I'm here to tell you today, that I'm a miserable and a lonely man. He said, I've lived a life not only of sin. He said, I've lived a life of crime and even murder. And I've paid time for murder in prison. And he told me, he said, I wish I could be saved. And I said to him, but, but, but you still think about it. The Holy Spirit must be speaking to your heart. I never saw that man again just that one time. How many times I've thought about him and I've thought about preaching and I've thought of young people that maybe hear the gospel and not yet saved. Or I think of Christians that are saved and yet getting away from God. And I, I wonder how long do we have to say no and how long do we have to ignore the Holy Spirit until our heart becomes callous toward his speaking. What a nightmare it is. What a fearful thing it is. Oh, I want the Holy Spirit's voice to be heard in my heart. I'll tell you tonight, I'm concerned that what happened in Noah's day is happening in America. Turn your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians. The church at Thessalonica had been given some 
bad information, some false information. They had been told that the rapture of the church had taken place, that Christ had already come, and they had missed the rapture of the church. Paul writes to the church to tell them that they had not, are you listening girls? That they had not missed the, the rapture of the church. And I want you to notice what he wrote to them, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken away. Paul told them that there would be a falling away. Does it concern you that we have mayors in towns that are telling police officers, stand down and let these folks commit crime? Are we at that place that there is such a falling away that we'll soon see the removal of the Holy Spirit by the rapture of the church? So much worldliness and carnality in our churches today. So much of an entertainment rather than Bible preaching. So much disrespect for the things of God and men of God in our culture. It's nearly impossible to post something on social media that is spiritual without being attacked. Not by heathen but by folks that are angry Christians. I don't want to see the Holy Spirit stop striving with me. I want to see the Holy Spirit stop striving in our church and our world. I hunger for the working of the Holy Spirit. Does it concern you tonight, teenager? Does it concern you tonight, senior saint? Does it concern you tonight, preacher, church staff, veteran Christian? Do we experience the convicting work of the Holy Spirit? It's not an enjoyable time when the Holy Spirit convicts you. It's sort of like playing a ball game. The referee blows the whistle, holds his hand up, stops everybody in the gymnasium, points right at you, calls your number out publicly, and said, you fouled. That's not a lot of fun. Can I tell you something? I'd rather have the Holy Spirit blow the whistle and say, hey, it's you. But I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to keep from, from being destroyed. I'm trying to help you. I want you to live in my will. 
I don't know about you, but I hunger for the Holy Spirit. I want to close with this thought. I'm thankful that in the days of Noah, the days of wickedness and rejection, days that we live in identical today, Noah continued to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit of God in his life. That's a relief to me. That's a blessing to know that God, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He raised his family during a time of extreme wickedness, Genesis 6-5. He raised his family during a time of extreme violence, Genesis 6-11. He raised his family during a time when God and his ways were not only being ignored, they were being mocked, Genesis 6-12. He raised his family against the backdrop of the impending judgment of God, Genesis 6 and verse number 17. And Noah decided no matter what happens in the world around me, I will be a person of righteousness. I will be a parent of righteousness. I will be a preacher of righteousness. And oh, how I hunger for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to fall on our nation again, to fall on our state again. Oh, but dear friend, while I can't control that, I can stay hungry for the Holy Spirit to work in my life by reading the Word of God and let Him work in my life. Every day. Stand with me if you will. Thank you for your attention tonight. And I pray that greater than you giving me your attention. That the Holy Spirit has had our attention tonight. And I wonder with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If the Holy Spirit has said to us. I'd like to see this changed in your life. I like what the psalmist said when he said. Search me O God. Know my heart. I want you to.